0: Welcome to the Our Community Listens Podcast. I'm Adam Salga, and with me today is Leanne Van Beek, Chapter Leader for OCL Michigan. Today's topic is Confrontation, What's Going Wrong? Generally speaking, Leanne, I get along with a lot of people. Not a lot of people rub me the wrong way, but I tell you what, when they do, I want to talk to them about it.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully we can help with that, Adam.
0: (laughs) I have a personal belief that if something's bothering you and you can't find a way to get past it you need to talk to the person. If you can't let it go and truly let it go, you need to go talk to that person. But sometimes even when I know that and I go talk to the person, I'm potentially going at it the wrong way. Maybe thinking I need to come out in the right. Like I need to prove I'm right. And I know that might not be the most effective way to do things.
1: Well, I love that you're already hitting on the three moves, which I just, I, I think we overlook this a lot. So I love that you mentioned, right, if I can't accept the situation, like really, truly accept it and not have that be just a false acceptance, and I really can't adjust my circumstances to just maybe avoid that annoying coworker who's driving me crazy or whatever it happens to be, then I'm left with asking for change. So yeah, you're right. I think when we hit those moments, we know we've got to dive in and we need an effective confrontation.
0: Right, and my change is the right change, right?
1: (laughs) Um, Is this where I, yeah, no comment?
0: (laughs) Okay, so my change might not always be the right change. Tell me a little bit more about effective confrontation.
1: Yeah, let's do a quick kind of review, especially for people who haven't maybe been in the class recently. Um, We remember that, you know, everything we learned throughout the class sort of stair steps and stacks. So one of the first things we're obviously going to encourage you to do is to think about the person that you need to confront and go back to those DISC behavioral profiles, right? When you see that person in a stressful situation, what tendencies are coming out? So Adam, talk to me about like, how do we want to do this tonight? Should we just break this down generically or do you have a situation that maybe we could play with live?
0: I I would say in general, everybody's probably been in this type of situation, whether you're dealing with a potential boss or a coworker or someone even in a different department, just picking up on certain things that you notice that they do make me feel like or make someone feel like uh, they don't appreciate the work that I do.
1: Okay, that's a good one. So without telling me any, obviously, details or names, if you were to start with this DISC profile and try to think about, you know, what you think this person is maybe like under stress, do you think you'd be able to pick up on a tendency?
0: I don't believe that I really have a specific person in mind when it comes to this. And a lot of times I have trouble identifying their DISC assessment anyway.
1: I think that is actually fantastic that you just said that because I would bet that you are not the only person who has that experience Um, and especially if it's someone we interact with casually in the workplace right then we may not know we may not have enough data to tell us what their tendencies are so let's just assume that we don't we don't know we don't know what their disc style is going to be under stress Um, What we do know is that when someone's under stress, they're either wired to tackle the task part of the problem or the people part of the problem. And one solution for us, if we don't know what it is, is we're going to put both of those into our confrontation message. So when we get to our impact, we'll kind of come back to that. So the next thing I think we do if we, you know, we've kind of made the DISC assessment is we're jumping back into that FBI framework, right? Where we're going to try to identify very specifically, how am I feeling about this situation? What is the actual behavior I'm experiencing? And then what is the impact that the situation is having? Okay. So if we can just keep playing with your example, that would be great. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So FBI again. Feeling, behavior, and impact. You got it. Okay.
1: So let's start with the feeling. Remember, we're trying to come up with just a really specific feeling. So when you think about this situation where it seems like maybe your work's not appreciated, what would be a feeling that you would kind of put to that?
0: One feeling that jumps out is unmotivated.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Because it, it doesn't make me feel as though what I'm doing is making a difference
1: So that's great, and you did this actually without even me reminding you that one of our goals in naming the specific feeling is to try to not give such a general feeling word that people could misinterpret it, right? So if you just say, I'm frustrated, well, frustrated to you might mean I'm stuck, I don't know how to move forward. Frustrated to me might mean you're angry and it's my fault. So when you went to unmotivated or demotivated, that is a great really specific feeling word for what it is you're experiencing. Let's look now at the next component. Let's look at the behavior. So so what are you experiencing that feels like it's the problem?
0: When we're in meetings, not much eye contact, um, never a attaboy or a thank you. Um, just those types of, you know, feeling like what I'm doing isn't even noticed. So therefore, you know, it, that's kind of the behavior I'm getting back from them.
1: All right, so what you just did there was, again, brilliant. And so all the people who are listening right now should just be really impressed with Adam. Because if, if you caught that, what he first said at the beginning with his problem was that they don't appreciate my work, or it feels like they don't appreciate my work. And it's always one of the most common things we see with alumni when they come in to talk about their confrontation messages is we've slipped into judgment instead of behavior. And again, for those who maybe just need a quick refresher, remember, if I can argue with the statement, then I'm not at a behavior yet, right? So if I can argue with it, if it's not factual, um, that's a good way to double check it. And then we also say in class, another good way to double check it is, if somebody said that to you, how would you feel? So when you say, they don't appreciate my work, the other person could come back and say, yes, I do right? And you're not really down to behavior. Now, when I asked you what behaviors you were seeing, you knocked it out of the park because you said they're not really making eye contact. They don't say thank you. They don't give you an attaboy, right? Like that's something that they can't really argue with. If you say, you don't say thank you when I complete my work. True. Wow. Yeah. I guess I didn't. Right. Or they might say, gosh, I I thought you knew. I didn't know I needed to say it. But either way, you're down to a very specific behavior. So that's another place where we can find confrontation goes wrong. How does that feel? It makes sense.
0: And a lot of compliments my way. Wasn't expecting that.
1: <laughs> All right. The third element that we're going to take a look at then if, as we're working through the FBI is the impact. And again, one of the things that I think we got really good at in a certain generation was being able to say, when you... I feel. Right? And if I'm going to have a transparent moment on the air, I'm going to be honest and say that sometimes when people came to me and said, when you write your emails this way, I feel like you're too brief. There was a part of me that inwardly thought, well, sorry, but <laughs> that's the way I write my emails. Right? And it was hard for me to really connect to that and, and really care. Um, that sounds terrible, but you know that was, it was hard for me to make a connection to that. When we add the impact into confrontation, I think we get a whole different level of power there, because the impact is the so what, right? So when a coworker comes to me and says, hey, Leanne, when you send really short to the point emails, I feel, we'll use your word, demotivated, and the impact is, it makes me question whether or not I have value to you, whoa, Right, that's a totally different lens for me. I might say, "Gosh, I don't agree with the fact that you feel that way," but if I know that's the impact it's having on you, that's not okay, right? Like, I can't have that kind of an impact. So, I think the next question, as we break your, you know, break yours down here, is you've said, you know, you feel demotivated when you don't get like a concrete thank you for your work. And so, what do you think the impact would be?
0: The impact on my work then is to maybe do less work or not work as hard, uh, not really put in a lot of extra energy, which I know I have inside me, but just doesn't feel like it wants to come out because I'm not getting much of a response if I do.
1: That's awesome. So it sounds like that would be your productivity is probably impacted and your motivation. Yes. All right, so I'm gonna jump back here quickly to our DISC profiles. So we know that our DNC profiles would probably be motivated if they hear your productivity is suffering, right? Or your motivation is low because those are kind of task-oriented things that they are gonna think like, ooh, that's less efficient, right? I don't like that. Can you think of any people-related impact that we could throw in there if the person happens to be an I or an S?
0: Well, when my work isn't being completed, you know there's potential that we're not having the impact on the community that we truly want in the job that i'm in
1: okay that's brilliant i feel like we could not have teed this up better <laughs> so no that's great really if so if you were to put that whole message together again if we try to just keep the audience tracking with us here the feeling is i'm demotivated when i don't get behavior a thank you for my work and the impact if i want to put that out there is that you know my productivity decreases And then we're not having the impact in the community serving the people that we want to serve. And again, the reason we're going to put both those impacts in there is I don't know what the person's disk profile is, but one or the other should speak to them. All right, Adam, you've got a confrontation message. How do you feel about it? I
0: feel better. I think... um I think stepping through this has really allowed me to look at, you know, the proper way to confront someone as opposed to just going to them and saying, why do you hate me? You know, (laughs) that doesn't go over real well. So you got to talk to them about what you're going through. And that's what we did with feeling, behavior and impact.
1: We did. I think we've got a pretty solid confrontation message. Um, I think that the other thing we often find from alumni, and so this is kind of the part two, I think, to what's going wrong in confrontation. Once the message is pretty solid, I think a lot of people realize, I went into the confrontation, I thought I was really ready, but wow, as soon as I dropped that bomb on them, they reacted strongly, and all of a sudden, they got really upset with me, right? They got angry back. And then all of a sudden we're arguing because I wasn't prepared for them to maybe experience what they're about to experience. So one of the things I think it's helpful for us to remember is that the minute we deliver that confrontation message, we've put that person somewhere. I'm going to put you on the spot, Adam. Do you remember where we put them from class?
0: In a stressful situation, in an area that they're not comfortable. And there are times where my initial reaction is to be defensive right back.
1: Absolutely. Yep. It goes back to those kind of bubbles that we had in class with the logic and the emotion. We've just kind of made that person aware that we have a need for change. So remember that emotion is just going to fire up to the top and logic is going to really compress and they are now suddenly the person who has the problem, even though we came to them with a problem, which almost doesn't feel fair, right? Right. So in that moment, we now have to be ready to flip our lens. We're going into confront, but we know that the minute we confront, they're probably going to get emotional, and we have to be ready to step back and... Listen. Yes. Okay, good. Gold star. (laughs)
0: Listen and uh, reflectively respond.
1: Yep, perfect. We're really looking to find a way to empathize with them, right, to think about maybe a time where someone confronted us, And it was uncomfortable or it was painful to have to acknowledge that we weren't doing something well. And then we have to be ready to reflectively listen to them.
0: If our natural tendency is to be defensive when someone starts coming back at us, that can be pretty difficult. As always, you know, uh, the tips and the reminders that you uh, give us here help us work through those stages, right?
1: Yeah, I think um, that's a great point. And I think that one of the things that probably comes into play here too that might be relevant is remembering that we've just put that person in the box. I don't know if you remember when we talk about in the box, right, that there's a change process now. This person is really stuck in this moment of anxiety, right? You just gave me feedback, and it could be true, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. (laughs) So I could be stuck in a space of just having to figure out What do I think about this? Thanks, Leanne, for going through
0: the FBI with me. Um, It was a realization that during the impact, certain people, depending on their disc assessment, are going to connect more with what's happening to me and care more about that impact. Or they may care more about the impact of others. So in my certain situation, the impact that we're having on the community and they may connect differently to um, how that's affecting what's going on between the two of us. Leanne, do you have any tips that you've picked up along the way to help us with effective confrontation?
1: I will say that for me, I have definitely come up with kind of a metaphor or just a visual image that I kind of find myself walking through. And so if it's helpful, I'll throw that out there. Um, One of the things I've realized through experience, is that when I go to confront someone, it's kind of like poking a sleeping dragon, right? Like you're waking up a dragon and they are very likely to breathe some fire back at you when you maybe catch them unawares. And so as silly as it sounds, I will actually sometimes picture myself putting on armor, right? Like, putting on like a knight's armor with the visor and picking up my shield, no sword, just picking up the shield and being ready because I know that when I send this message, it's gonna be uncomfortable. And if I'm ready for the fact that they are gonna come back at me with those flames, I just have to stand in it, right? Like I just have to understand I caused that, wait it out, right? And then be prepared to go into reflectively listening. And I find that if you're not prepared for it, And again, I speak from experience. When somebody comes back at you, it's so tempting to argue, to defend yourself, to get angry in return, and then everything falls apart. But if you can just stand in the fire and let it pass and move to reflective listening, um, I think that's been a huge help for me.
0: I imagine myself seeing the same thing that you just explained, and it makes a lot of sense. It also looks like a children's book. (laughs) explaining how to deal with effective confrontation
1: maybe that maybe writing a book is in my future who knows
0: (laughs) just so everybody's aware where that's copywritten uh no stealing don't take that idea leanne what would you like someone to take away from today's conversation
1: i would say that the fbi reminder right just really checking your behavior versus judgment and thinking about those impact pieces is huge Um, And I think I can't, you know, I can't quite resist, but just saying uh, my other key takeaway would be be prepared that you're poking the dragon. Get ready to stand in the fire.
0: We would love to hear your comments and questions. Find us on Facebook as Michigan OCL Alumni. And for all of the alumni out there, don't forget, you are the message.